Welcome to The Business Grind, where we give you an inside perspective on what it takes to start, build, and run a successful business. Here are your hosts, Danny Shaw and Sean Michael Wellington. All right. Hello to everyone in podcast land. Thanks for joining us as usual. Sean, how are you feeling? Feeling like a winner this week. <laughs> you know, we're talking about some losses. Uh, so. <laughs> yes. Feel like a winner, sir. Feel like a winner. All right. So today's episode, you know, as uh, Sean alluded to, we're going to talk about actually not our wins, but we're going to just have a discussion about some of our L's, right? Some of the losses that we've had along the way in our uh, business journey, uh, you know, just to share some notes, some takeaways and things of that nature. Um, Also, you know, I think a lot of which I think a lot of people in regards to business, when they think about business, we're so used to hearing about the success stories. But, uh, you know, we don't really give a lot of light to the L's that people had to deal with along the way, right? Um, Which is kind of why this show started. So um, we're going to talk about some of our L's on today's episode and have some jokes and talk out-ish along the way, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's not all, it's not all your (laughs) rise to success. It's it's like the stock market you see goes up and down, even though your trajectory may be upward, but there's ups and downs along the way. For sure, for sure. All right, this is gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm already, uh, <laughs> I'm already laughing at some of my L's that I'm about to share today. But let's. Oh man! Uh, All right, so go first. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, we gonna let you go. <laughs> we gonna let you rock out first, y'all. Let's hear yours first. I got, I got a good one in the queue. But I, w- I would like to hear yours first, since you, I know you keep a lot of your stuff close to the chest. So what, what do we have on your side? All right, so it's gonna sound vague, but then I'll get, I'll break it down. So uh-huh. saying no, right? Okay. Um, knowing when to say no. Is a better way to put it, but okay. um, so that's that's the that's the vagueness of it. You know, knowing when to say no as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, knowing when it's a project or or a deal that you shouldn't be involved with or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me specifically, like to break it down, like I know when I first launched my LLC in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, after you know, after I I was just so excited to have somebody on the books, have my first client on the books, first you know piece of business that's officially under this company, mm-hmm. and I wasn't necessarily focused on if this particular person was going to further what my goals for the business were, or if this was necessarily a good client for what I saw and envisioned for the business. It was just like, yes, getting the client under the belt. So Mm -hmm. that was the number one thing on my list is knowing when to say no, Um, or you could, you know, you make it known when to say yes too, but Mm -hmm. however you want it, just knowing what to turn down and what to accept and Mm -hmm. the value of what your first, you know, first thing under your belt may be. It's not always about, all right, I have something under my belt. It's not about quantity, it's about quality really. So So you have a a specific story that happened or? Yeah. So it was, um, in my business class, um, I had a, a, a classmate in the class and, you know, they were, there's some, I knew there was something different about this person because she would argue with the teacher and it's like, <laughs> all right, you're, you're in class clearly, but you're arguing with the teacher like, or trying to even argue. And that's not even just because people argue. Right. Like she was explaining She would, she would take up time to explain something to the teacher, to the whole class. It's like, wait, but that's the teacher. So right, right, stuff right. like that. So, so it was one of those people who kind of, um, were very, <laughs> very new, uh, very know-it-all. But, um, yeah, so I went into business with them because, you know, all right, we have a good rapport we know each other from class yeah she's a little difficult but you know it's just the first you know a small project to get under the belt and it just mm-hmm. didn't work out you know she didn't have realistic expectations and i was still new in crafting what uh reasonable expectations should be on my end so mm-hmm. it was just like a bad combination of inexperience mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur on my end and inexperience working with a creative on the other end so got it i mean not for nothing i feel like that uh 
her classroom behavior probably would have gave me a red flag. Like, nah, I'm good. All the red flags were there, and that's what I mean. It's like, you know, sometimes you have the instincts, and you're like, nah, I don't necessarily need to work with this person, but I was just so excited to have, you know, to have something on paper. Right, so, right. I feel you. Okay. I'll, all right. So that's a good one. I'll share, I'll share a story. So it, it, I think it also relate, relates to, like, knowing when to say no. But over the years, I've had to, you know... I had I've had I've had to structure my contracts time and time again. Every time I take an L, I go back and restructure my contracts <laughs> to make sure that that same L doesn't happen again. And then a new L comes up along the way, and you're just like, oh, I gotta go retool the uh, the contract. But one of the earliest L's, and I was like, I gotta retool my contract, uh, was related to payments and the structure of the payments, right? Uh, so I did. A, I was working on a campaign uh, for this. Um, we're not gonna name no names, but it was a political campaign that I was working on early, early in my uh, design career. And you know, initially everything was going fine. You know, the money came in, the work was being done, and I don't know what happened. Something happened where the guy who initially brought me in to work on the website and, and do these things. Uh, he wasn't part of the campaign anymore and communication started getting crazy with the other people. It was a whole lot. Then, uh, you know, I will say there was a point where, uh, I, uh, I guess it's fair to say I was being held accountable for, uh, traffic not coming to the site, even though I didn't create content for the site. <laughs> like it was just, it was, it was getting crazy. You know, people didn't understand what specific roles was. Yeah, well, it sounds like the new stakeholders lost scope of what the roles were. Yeah, which, yeah. Which happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't build the content or, or the strategy. But, you know, it got to the point where I was like, all right, well, people owed me the final payment. And, um, you know, communication just went dead on the final payment. And there still was a lot to do. So I kind of just, you know, fell to the back, reached out a few times, and nothing came of it. But there was one payment that was due. And then somebody on the team was you know, calling me, blowing up the phone because all of a sudden they needed the logo to finalize some additional things that needed to be done. It was like, oh, we just need the logo file. And I was like, nah, y'all owe me some money. <laughs> like, I was like, nah. Like, and dude was just going in and really playing the violin strings and, oh, I promise after this, we'll get you the money. And, and I, I honestly didn't even really feel like at that point, to be quiet, I didn't even care about the remaining balance that was due. I was just like, leave me alone. I don't even want to be bothered. And then my man started talking about he's a man of God and throwing in religion like he would never do something like this. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a political campaign. I yeah. just want to remember. Yeah, this is a political okay. campaign. And he's going in like, I'm a man of God. I go to church. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to get you this money and all that. And I didn't even have much faith. I was like, yo, just take this logo. Leave me alone. Give me the money. Take the logo. And I, I honestly didn't even feel like I was going to get that money. And I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get the money. Like, you got that logo file. Uh, I ain't hear anything back about that uh, remaining balance that was due to this day, which is, it is what it is. Uh, you know, you learn the lessons. And I definitely updated my contracts to... Um, minimize the risk of you know that final payment that's due moving forward for projects but i i was i was i was more amused than anything at the whole how everything transpired uh but funny enough this gentleman did hit me up i i want to say within the last two years he hit me up uh to do a website for a different project and i almost did a double take when i saw the email i was like i know this ain't who i think it is in my inbox 
uh, asking if I can do some design work for him, uh, whatever ventures he has going on. So yeah. Uh, so so that- can I ask, how do you structure um, your payment? Um, because that's a that's um, a big one. Is mm-hmm. you know structuring the payment when you have, when you, especially when you're a new vendor with someone. Yeah. No, definitely. So I usually structure my payments uh, uh, contracts in a, a 50, 25, 25, depending on the type of client uh, and also depending on the amount of the project. So usually it's um, 50 percent deposit to start, 25 uh, percent uh, due, uh, you know, at, at a milestone date that is to be determined based on the type of project. So if it's like a, a 60 day project, you know, maybe I'll say 30 days in the other 25 percent is due. And then, you know, at the completion, right before everything is handed over, that final uh, 25% is due. And I've also set up things now where, you know, there are, it's kind of like giving the keys to the apartment of, of, of a house or a home. You know, uh, there are certain things that uh, need to be fulfilled before I hand over the keys and for me to get my payment as well. So, yeah, that's how majority, the majority of the projects I do now are like that. Now, if I have certain clients that are, you know, we have a good reputation and, uh, um, you know, we have a good rapport with each other, usually, you know, sometimes those are more like retainer type scenarios or, you know, sometimes I don't even trip. Like I'll charge them hourly and then just send them one bill in the end, at the end because I know they will, you know, they will pay but not for new folks. <laughs> new folks. So what 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 do you have? What what you what you sharing now? What what story you got? So um my next one is branding. Um okay. and that's that's again, it's a vague, that's a you know, top level idea, top level concept mm-hmm. um of just branding, but specifically for me, mm-hmm. um originally the name of my LLC was Melanin Terroir LLC or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember early um, and this is actually, it's funny. This is, I think this is why I wanted to work with that same person I referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, we were discussing names. None, none of this was filed in the paperwork. We were just bouncing name ideas off of each other because uh-huh. we were uh, still in business class. And she um, she was just like, yeah, I don't know about terroir. Like, and just for context, for those who – terroir is a word used in wine. It's like finding the specific kind of grapes. It's about specificity, basically. And it mm-hmm. means, you know, you're finding the right kind of grapes to make the perfect wine or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I tried to like, you know, use that word. I liked I liked the elegance of that word for whatever reason at the time. And mm-hmm. I thought using that with melanin and it's like, all right, we're creating videos that are specifically for this kind of people or this kind of project or whatever it is. That was the idea behind it. But she made it clear that something about the to her, um, something about the word terror is bad. It felt scary. I don't like terroir. It sounds scary. And mm-hmm. not that I agreed with the advice, but it, it helped me realize that sometimes you can overthink when you're branding and mm-hmm. you can try to be too cute or too cool and it's like it goes over everybody, everybody's head mm-hmm. um, and sometimes <laughs> it's, it's sim- simplicity is is best mm-hmm. so that was I think that was a lesson it wasn't a huge L because I didn't necessarily have a you know there were no monetary losses involved I didn't have to re- refile any paperwork because this was still in the uh, before I had filed my LLC uh, paperwork, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was a I, I I really liked the name for a long time, and she kind of you know brought me back down to earth. Like yeah, maybe this is kind of going over everyone's head. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was one right there. Okay, so so but you consider that an L because why? because I was so because of something I was like I had already written it down. Mm-hmm. I had already like you know had the logo in mind. That was really. Right. forward and this just piece of nonchalant advice i wasn't even looking for a new direction i was just like oh yeah what do you think of the name it really derailed me and it was like no but the fact that even though i didn't agree with the advice i saw the value in it. does that make sense it's like nah i'm not it's not scary 
but uh-huh. it's off. It's not what it's supposed. It's not portraying what it's supposed to. So I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because it's. <sighs> Don't fall in love with your first idea. And I know that mm-hmm. that's probably usually goes against with more traditional, you know, if you love it, t- follow your passion and your names and stuff. And I'm usually like, uh, if you love it, great, write it down, sit on it and think of some other ideas. If, if you can come back after you've done everything else and it still resonates, then fine. But usually because of um, what happened to you, exactly, right? You was already... Like boom, I'm in it. I'm, 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 I'm the name, the logo. I'm, I'm with it. It is what it is. Sometimes it hits, right? Sometimes when, when you have those ideas, it does hit and it stays. But like sometimes you can also go so far down that rabbit hole that you think you think you're really killing the game and re reimagining the situation. Um, and it's like, nah, it's not that serious, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good way to put it. It's like don't fall in love with your first, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's really a stepping stone to whatever whatever you think you want it to be. Is usually that's the first step of what it is. Right, right, so. right, right. All right, all right. So let's see. I, I'll share one. Uh, one, and this is you know, I'm not. It's pro- I'm probably gonna probably by the end of this episode probably sound like a fake lawyer. The way I'm very pro paperwork, right? But um, an- another lesson is, or oh, L that I took was really working with partners who, uh, in hindsight, I realized we didn't have the same vision for the, for the product and for the business, right? So, um, right now the way I work, like I try to keep, when I work with people, I try to keep the amount of partners to a minimum. I don't like to work with a lot of different people, right? Like. Uh, more than four people for a business, I'm I'm like, I don't think I need to be part of this scenario, right? And usually that's because people will come to me. All right, let, let me give st- let me step back. Let me give a little context for the audience, right? What will happen is people will have a, a business idea, uh, you know, that's related to tech and design, but necessarily they're not a, uh, they don't have a lot of experience in the tech and design field. So they'll come to me saying, hey, I have an idea. Uh, let's talk or you know, because they don't have that skill set or that knowledge, they're usually trying to pitch me to be their partners in some capacity, right? Um, you know, be the CTO or do this or be that or product manager or something like that of the, of, the, of the business, which is fine, right? But back in the day, again, my experience wasn't really there. I learned a lot of lessons. Uh, so back in the day, uh, it was this, these, these uh, ladies that I've worked with in the past and, you know, they had an idea for a subscription box service, which was not a bad idea. I didn't think it was a bad idea. Um, you know, when you think of the Birch Box and all the other subscription box services that's in the game, I thought it was a great idea. And I've had experience with it and working on it in other capacities. So we definitely tried to put something together. Initially, it started with them just needing some design work um, and then needing more work. And early on, you know, I remember telling them like, hey... Um, ultimately we should talk about a budget because I, I don't think y'all gonna have, uh, enough money to pay me to do what I think y'all need me to do, you know? Um, which, and it wasn't trying to play them. It was just real like, Hey, your budget is going to go out of control and y'all probably don't even have it. So let's talk about some alternate, uh, routes, which was really an equity play, right? Um, because, Thankfully, knock on wood, it wasn't a money play for me in the sense of I wasn't really pressed for money or, you know, things of that nature. I was like, well, I like the idea. I like where you're trying to go. I see where I can add some value and let's take it from there. So 
which was fine. And early on, things was going well. But, you know, what started happening is you start realizing the vision was different for different people, right? Um, and I didn't really think or take that in consideration early on. So meanwhile, I'm over here working on a product or a service thinking, oh, yeah, you know, um, five years from now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking on what this could be five years from now. And lo and behold, I guess they was thinking on what it could be five months from now, right? thinking this is going to pop off in five months or maybe a year. And I'm like, that's not that's not really how this works. That's not how, how this really works in this space, you know, and this, this tech. And, and I think it was also confusion on what they thought it was. You know, I think they were under the deception that it was like a lifestyle beauty so-and-so company, uh, which to an extent it was. But it was also a tech company at the same time because the success was really going to be based off the tech that and the infrastructure and the operations that was going to be behind the scenes, right? Um, which I don't think they fully understood or took into appreciation. Uh, no knock on them. It just, it was a, you know, you just learn, right? <laughs> you just learn. Uh, so ultimately, it ended kind of, I don't even know the right way to explain how it ended but it just ended it ended with me with them saying how much do we owe you and i was like well i don't know if y'all want to know that because <laughs> y'all got the money uh i did you know break it down and sent some documentation on all the work that was done up until that point and if we wanted a monetary compensation this is how much i would you know should be paid um and i never heard back <laughs> never heard back uh and you know I went on about my life and you know but the work is the work is the work I definitely learned a lot of lessons there one big lesson was just really again not just paperwork but communication and how I structure my partnerships moving forward I know after that I've been very very diligent in 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 how I even have conversations about partnerships uh if it's warranted and and how I want to go about it moving forward which has saved me so many future L's since then. So yeah. Wow. So I was gonna ask what <laughs> was the L, but you got to and you, you told a great story there because yeah. that was the climax. I was like, I ain't get paid. That was, I ain't get paid. I ain't get paid. Oh god, so, I got. <laughs> listen. Oh god. Uh, you know. Thankfully, I, I keep grinding because I have too many stories of you know money is owed to me <laughs> for work rendered or services uh, for various reasons. You know. Again, I said I got. I've had to get my paperwork done and, and tweak it over the years. But there's a lot of stories like that. Uh, uh, I will say, you know, I used to really feel a certain way when I was like, you know, I'm about to send the goons to go get my money. But <laughs> when, I, when I went to grad school um, and taking these business classes, I forgot what the stat was. I might have to go look up this stat again. But I was shocked when I heard that most of these corporations, they account for, I think, 30% of people not paying a bill across the industry, across various really? industries. Yes, yes. Um, I don't I didn't know if to feel if I should feel a little bit better or not, since my rate isn't my percentage of people not paying is not as high as 30%. I just have these anecdotal stories and situations where where it doesn't work out. But I was very surprised. These major corporations, they account for, I think it was an accounting class I took, where they account for I think about 30% of People that they, you know, give service to and other businesses to default on their bills, you know, in some way, shape or form, not paid in full. I think it was about 30 percent. So, yeah. So kind of I don't know if it was like a little comforting. I don't know who the hell, who, who knows. But yeah. So 
Wow, that's that's interesting. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, that 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 L definitely. Uh, that was it. Was very, you know, definitely had to take that and just reconfigure how I wanted to move forward for any situation that uh, where someone was to pitch um, being a partner. And yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you stole my next one for the record, but um, <laughs> but it's but, but our endings are different, so I think I think it's okay. It's uh-huh. all right that you stole um in this instance because um similar situation, you know, and similar lesson is partnerships and knowing who to partner with and when to partner. Mm-hmm. Um, my situation, um, to be specific, was it was having to actually pay a partner out because mm. we were no longer, you know, we we're no longer doing business together versus mm-hmm. not getting paid. It was a partner who came through and did work for a short period of time, mm-hmm. but then quickly realized that his vision for what his role was, wasn't in line with what, you know, the vision for the business was. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you talked about equity. That was kind of, that was kind of what the, that was kind of what the, um, I guess the disagreement was because you know, in my mind, I thought that equity is your payment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you have a part, if you have a stake in a company, mm-hmm. um, you know, you own a piece of that company. So any profits that that company accrues over the years and over the decades, you know, you own a piece of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think um, in the short term, this person was looking for payment for tasks and mm-hmm. duties mm-hmm. being a part of the company. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, that was the L in that situation. So what we had to do is just, we had to end the partnership. Um, so they no longer were part of the company and then they were paid, um, their percentage of what the company was worth at that time. That's how we decided to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're paying off, you're paying somebody out. And, uh, and so that's money coming out of, you know, money coming out of the business. So that's right. definitely an L. So. Yeah, something and like, then you also have to fill the gaps of the role that they were performing too. So. Yeah, man, I mean, you got to pay the po- uh, cost to be the boss sometimes. Right. You know, that's why we talking about it now. It's it's not all W's. You know, you want to have more wins than losses, but there are some losses that come along the way. Uh, speaking, you know, adding on to your partnership story and speaking to my partnership story, it has helped me tremendously. You know, uh, there's I'm at a point in my life where I don't really. I don't really consider too many partnerships uh, in general anymore, too many partnership offers. It really needs to be, uh, I'll listen, we'll have a conversation. It really needs to be something that uh, appeals to me or something I, you know, just something of an interest. It's not just to do it to do it. But what I've also, two scenarios where it has kind of quote unquote saved me. Uh, This one partnership that was supposed to happen, again, I like the idea. I like, he came to me and, you know, we had, we've, we knew each other in the past from other dealings and I really liked the idea. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's see if we can figure something out. And then things started changing very fast. You know, the more I, it was interesting, the more I uh, gave them information and updates and things to consider and saying, Hey, what about this? And let's talk through this. Uh, it got real funny. And like towards the end, it went from a conversation about equity to essentially me continuing to work with them for free uh, to help them out. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Like, like, what was the, sh- the justification for the shift? I, ha- I have no idea. I I went to one of my close friends who's a copywriter because the way it was worded was so crazy. And I said to him, I said, is it me or is he asking me to work for free? Like, no equity, nothing, right? 
And he's like, nah, this is what he's asking for. I think the just the justification or the way it came about was that I was giving them, I gave them more things to consider about their business overall. So they were not prepared to talk equity because there was a lot of things that they did not know yet. And until they knew more, was I okay with working for free and waiting for them to figure it out? And I just wasn't. <laughs> like, no. Okay. Like, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you need, to, you need some kind of assurance. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I can go play some basketball in my, and do other things in my time than, you know, uh, you know, just doing that. So, um, yeah. And then recently there was another equity offer of partnership that came across the table. And uh, I definitely was not really with it just because uh, the gentleman, he was a nice guy, but... Um, he definitely had his whole vision set out on what he wanted to do and X, Y, Z. And it really just seemed like he wanted someone to execute the vision. The vision wasn't necessarily bad, but I didn't agree with the way he was going about it. And I felt like he was going to waste a lot of money to learn some lessons that didn't need to be so expensive. So, you know, he parted ways. Yeah. So was this a partnership that had already started then or did Mm-mm. you have Okay. I, I, nowadays, I just I, I communication before any work is done. I I have a few meetings with this person to kind of talk through what they what they're trying to do. We have okay. follow up meetings. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll never take a partnership deal right out the gate anymore. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I guess we both kind of have partnerships there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So what's your what's your next uh, L on your list? Oh man, so. I think early on when you when you are in business, you tend to, you know, you get nervous and you take all projects possible, right? And then you learn that all projects and all money isn't good money, right? It's just not. Uh, so I had really two scenarios where I know early on in, uh, in the game, I took on this project. And I think in hindsight, we always say the red flags show, right? The red flags show in hindsight. Sometimes you can't see it. Um, you know, I remember pitching uh, myself with some business for them a while prior to them circling back, and they went with somebody else, and that was fine. Um, and then they came back, and I, I, I was, I was eager, I was thirsty. I'm not even gonna, I can't nothing, nothing to say about it. I was eager, I was thirsty for business. I, I, I remember that year. I was a madman. I, I, I had probably twenty new clients that year. I was wilding. Me and me and Devin was wilding working those projects. But uh, it was a project, and it was just so many barriers and parameters within this project that didn't need to be, such as having access to certain things that I needed to do for the site, and and you know just getting things in order and the process. And, you know, even the people I was working with, I realized, you know, and I, they didn't know what they were doing and really had no clue. But, you know, just I don't the best way to people who just forward emails but have no idea what, what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Uh, Those type yes. of scenarios. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that's really where it kind of fell along, along, along the lines. And and then there was a new. You know, I try to get as much information as possible nowadays before I even agree to something. But there was a new stakeholder involved in this project close towards the end who I wasn't aware of, some other developer. And he didn't want to give me access. It was crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, did the work or did the work to the best of the abilities uh, with all the restrictions. Um, 
And the crazy, <laughs> crazy got an email back talking about, hey, this developer who got brought into the project, apparently he wasn't happy with the work or some nonsense like this and only felt I should be paid X amount of dollars. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, nah, 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 that's not happening. So it was a few emails going back and forth. And I basically, it really boiled down to the equivalent of like, listen, you either pay me what we agreed upon or don't give me nothing at all. I'm not taking this stipend, you know what I mean? Like, uh, of, 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 um, of a payment. And they sent me the full payment. The lady apologized and was like, oh, okay, I, you know, I wasn't aware of X, Y, and Z. But just the, I think the audacity and the nerve to be like, hold on, people who have uh, rendered services and some third party is going to come in and say, nah, actually, this is what I think, you know, it should be. I was like, oh, um, no, that's, I, I don't, don't insult me like that, right? So uh, It's insulting. And, yeah. and I feel like, and you can tell me your opinion, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's also, if you had taken that less amount, you're almost, you're accepting. Right whatever new contract he's verbal contract be it right whatever it is you're right. accepting that versus if you're like pay me pay me nothing or pay me what we agreed to right you're the ones that breach your contract now if it comes to legal right like, if it came to a lawyer or whatever mm -hmm. it is because they chose not to pay you versus exactly. you rented the service you completed your part of the contract mm -hmm. so. that and that that was the first time i will say that's the first time I even considered like, am I gonna have to go to small claims, small claims court over this nonsense? You know what I mean? Like, are you serious? Like, and I had my paperwork in order. This is, you know, because I already had learned, so I had my paperwork in order. Right. Like, oh, now we just about to say, nah, actually, we think you deserve this amount. Like, we're not, we're, we're not playing these games. Uh, so that was just uh, uh, but in hindsight, more so, the the biggest lesson I took from that wasn't really about having a paperwork in order. It was like knowing how to identify headache jobs and things of that nature so moving forward from there what i started doing is uh i have my own you know i have a nice little fun set to the side where i call it uh uh fu money or my headache money you know if a project you can do all you can do all that you can prior to a project to ensure that it's not a headache or that it's not as problematic as you need it to be but sometimes things happen right so uh, I have two outs. One is a kill fee clause. Like if things start getting too crazy and I exercise the kill fee clause that's in my contract, it's like this is not conducive to our partnership. So we're going to kill the project where it stands and, you know, take it from there. But also because of the fund that I have, I've also set up a fund where I have no problem reimbursing clients back just to get my peace of mind. Like, that's not above me at this point in my life, right? So I'm not even going to argue about the money that has been paid so far. If it becomes too much of an issue, I will write, I don't even care about the services rendered. I'd rather have my peace of mind. So that was some some steps that I've taken now. And I really love that idea. <laughs> Just, uh, I, like, all right, uh, uh, I don't want to do business with you. And here's, here's your money back. Here's your money, here's your money back. back. And yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I think a lot of people don't even realize a lot of business owners, especially early on when they're just trying to get business, the concept of giving money back, you know what I mean? They'd rather tough it out, like I'm going to tough it out. And then you you spent six months of your life stressed out over a project that didn't even need to be that way, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, you don't have the <laughs> mental energy for the next six after that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that, that, that was kind of one of my 
Tales from there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting down to the bottom of my list. So this, right. is, this is my last one right here. Okay. Um, so this is kind of specific. Um, it's tax classification. Um, okay. So basically, you know, um, without getting into too much details, you know, I've made the mistake before as filing as uh, a sole proprietor mm-hmm. um, or a single member LLC, where I should have, in hindsight, done um, either either an S corp or a multi member LLC. In this scenario, I would have gotten back more, and I didn't find out, you know, to the end of the tax season mm. um, that that was more beneficial. So that's just one L. Tax classification super important. You know, I've just. Looking at ahead, not only what you are at the moment, but what what's your plans for the next six months to a year, and mm-hmm. does it make sense to change your classification? You know, first thing in the year for something that's coming down later. So, mm-hmm. okay, fair, fair. Yeah, I've been. I will say, I've, the tax situation has never really been an issue for me. Knock on wood. I I I just I know what I don't know. <laughs> so go to my accountant, give me the best advice, and hopefully you know take it from there, and, and it's been handled. So and that's a smart way to do it. Don't yeah. try to figure it out on your own. You know, I personal my personal taxes for many years. I would do that on my own. I'm I'm very knowledgeable on personal taxes and how to go about filing that. And I used to do my own taxes for for many years on my own. Um, but then, you know, as life got a little bit more complicated, it's like, all right, let me, let me, you know, go to get an accountant and figure that out. And as it comes to the business, handle that as well, please. Thank you. Uh, but uh, speak now that we're speaking about money, another lesson or L, and I don't know if I would just call this an L, but uh, it was definitely a, a lesson, lessons that I've had to learn in regards to doing business as a whole, right? Mainly... Early on, you know, it's really, you really, at least for me, you know, you try to keep costs low, right? You're trying to be lean and you're trying to operate. So you keep a lot of your, try to keep costs low as much as possible so that you can operate and, and pay who you need to pay. But I think for me, what has happened, I think a lot of business owners speak to this a lot, is that you don't have to do everything, Right. You don't need to do everything. Sometimes, even if you know how to, quote unquote, do it, you need to become more uh, comfortable in delegating or, or, or bringing on people that uh, can do it for you so that you can actually run the business. The issue here now is that depending on your mindset, you might start feeling like you're getting a smaller piece of the pie or that your margins are, are, are less because of it. Right. Yeah. Um. And in some ways, it is true. Obviously, if a project is bringing X amount of dollars and you got to bring in more people, your 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 slice gets cut uh, a bit smaller for the project. That's fine. But for me, you know, I had to get to a point where that didn't really matter for to me if my piece, as long as my peace of mind was intact, right? Like, uh, I don't want to be up to 11, 12 o'clock stressed, um, working on a project or doing something just because I didn't want to slice the pie just a little bit more, right? Um, or uh, bringing on the, the or paying for an additional service just because I can do it myself. In some cases, I still do that. I, you know, I do it myself and I manage it myself and I execute myself as well. But I think I'm at a place now where I weigh a lot of these things based off past projects on the emotional and mental stress that it puts on me for certain things. And I realize if it's my, you know, my metric is if it's adding too much mental or emotional stress uh, for this, then it's time to um, uh, bring in some additional resources to alleviate that, you know. 
And I just had to learn that over the years, you know, many late nights, uh, you know, building the business and, and the relationships and the client base, uh, working to three, four in the morning and then having a regular job in the day. And you like, what are you doing it for? Right. And especially don't don't get me started, especially during the age when everybody was like, I sleep when I die and grind time mentality. You know what I'm saying? still on it no sir i like my sleep i enjoy my sleep i need my sleep i work better when i well i'm when i'm well rested so um you know that that was a big lesson we gotta have a whole well maybe not an episode Uh but i just think it's interesting how certain margins um make other people make certain people uncomfortable i mean the um you know i talk i discuss that with um some of my business partners all the time mm-hmm. and like you said i'm a little willing to more willing to hire freelancers or vendors or whatever it may be just mm-hmm. for something i don't have to worry about mm-hmm. um so it's just interesting that that you bring that up so. yeah no definitely uh, and you know i'm yeah i'm i don't think i also think it speaks more to a, a, your personality and your 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 per- your characteristics of the individual, right? Um, um, me personally, I don't consider myself a greedy person. I'm, I'm not really greedy in that sense, and I'm not even like um, like money hungry either, right? <laughs> so uh, for me, I'm, I'm, it's really not any. It's not. It's not an issue for me to. It's something that I feel that is valuable to the business, and I need to get it fine, let's do it, you know, and there's a difference between that and being wasteful, I don't mean being wasteful in the sense of these VC firms giving XYZ company a hundred million dollars and they burn through it, right, I'm not talking about living like that or running your business like that, but being strategic on where to uh, pay for services and expenses that's going to help you overall and not just on the bottom line and the margins. Uh, That's what I got, I know you said you didn't have uh, any more L's to share, you have a short list. that's all right keep the others close to the chest you know when the when the biopic of uh your life comes to play then we'll get the historians to dig into the uh the other l's as as well right and we're gonna charge for it on vimeo yeah, like true. maria mal did so it's like, <laughs> all right cool cool so that's a wrap on this week's episode about taking losses and some lessons that we've learned along the way in our business journey Hopefully this episode was very helpful and you'll be able to learn and avoid some of the mishaps that we've gotten into along the way. If you have a question you would like us to answer on the show, shoot us a message on any of our social media channels or shoot us an email at questions at businessgrindshow.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share on Spotify and iTunes. See you again soon. In the meantime, keep grinding. The Business Grind is for entertainment purposes. Opinions expressed are those solely of the host and guests. Please consult with a professional and exercise discretion before engaging in any business endeavors. I'm out here on the grind. I'm out here on the grind.